The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Some people told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with the blood of their sacrifices. Jesus said to them in reply, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were greater sinners than all other Galileans? By no means. But I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 people who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them. Do you think they were more guilty than everyone else who lived in Jerusalem? By no means. But I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. And he told them this parable. There once was a person who had a fig tree planted in his orchard and when he came in search of fruit on it but found none, he said to the gardener, For three years now I have come in search of fruit on this fig tree but have found none. So, cut it down. Why should it exhaust the soil? He said to him in reply, Sir, leave it for this year also, and I shall cultivate the ground around it and fertilize it. It may bear fruit in the future. If not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. My friends, in a large city, a priest parked his car in a no parking zone because he couldn't find a metered space. He put a note under the windshield wiper that read, I have circled the block hundred times. If I don't park here, I will miss my appointment. Forgive us our trespasses. When he returned, he found a citation from a cop of along with this note. I have circled this block for 10 years. If I don't give you a ticket, I will lose my job. Lead us not into temptation. <laughs> my friends, today it is quite interesting when you read the gospel, 
Jesus says they were innocent and again he puts I mean the language is so funny maybe uh, the english version we will never get it but in the vernacular and diff- those kind of languages where they say as if they are not saying but they are saying it is it's funny i mean when you see that i mean he, he died or she died or jesus is referring not because of their sin but if you don't repent you will die do you see that i mean they have something special that jesus is talking to you and to me though jesus is telling they are not sinners but if you don't turn away from your sin that will happen to you do you get the message without telling but jesus is putting you and me in trouble you cannot continue your life of sin which you choose you cannot live all the time that the reason why jesus in the parable puts it very clearly maybe something beautiful you pray for some of them right you pray for your children those who don't go to church do you ask the lord to give time 3 years or 4 years or permanently right because of your love or for your siblings or sometimes even if you are so holy for your parents does that happen do you ask the lord for a time phrase it should happen right i mean because of the love that we have for our blood relations or maybe for our race maybe for our country maybe for our people it always happens instead of my lot of words i would like to go with a few anecdotes where you could think of <coughs> mary brunner was a divorced mother of seven children who owned a carbon paper manufacturing company in beverly hills she was a friend of all the movie stars went to their parties and hobnob with celebrities what turned her around and made her see life differently she may she came across a very touching photograph of the holocaust among the people in the photograph there was a little boy facing a nazi soldier who was pointing a rifle at him the child's eyes deep fear bewilderment and that struck her mary banner looked at that photograph and suddenly realized that life could never be the same for her she felt an enormous compassion for all those who were victims of brutality for those who were the most marginalized she went to the bishop of san diego and said i would like to belong to some kind of a religious order and dedicate myself to those people nobody else seems to care for she wound up being called sister antonio and working with the women in the tiziana prison 
a woman's prison in Mexico. These inmates of the prison were among the most object, forlorn, and neglected segment of humanity. And Sister Antonio became their friend, companion, sister, and mother all in one. That Holocaust picture was Mary's burning bush. And then I'll go to the second one. Don't get angry with me for choosing the hard ones. I love this most because it, it, it hits me. Adam and Eve disobeyed the very first rule, but God never gave up. Abraham wandered and Sarah laughed, but God never gave up. Moses hid and shook with fear, but God never gave up. Saul went insane, but God never gave up. David plotted against Uriah, God never gave up. Ahaz sold out to Assyria, but God never gave up. Israel fell into pieces, but God never gave up. The Jewish people became exiles, but God never gave up. John the Baptist was beheaded, but God never gave up. Peter denied he even knew Jesus, and Judas betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver, but God never gave up. The disciples all ran away, but God never gave up. Honestly, this is not for you. For those who are at home, please go and share with them. Because you come to church and I know that you are all holy people. Right? Dare to share with your people. Because of the love you have. And then some of the things I was trying to say. How we go around God's commandments and laws. Yours may be different. Mine may be different. But check these and... Uh, Think about where you fall or where I fall. We have ridiculed the absolute truth of your word and called it, I mean, directly telling God, pluralism. We have worshipped other gods and called it multiculturalism. We have endorsed perversion and called it an alternative lifestyle. We have exploited the poor and called it the lottery. We have neglected the needy and called it self-preservation. We have rewarded laziness and called it welfare. We have killed our unborn and called it choice. We have shot abortionists and called it justifiable. We have neglected to discipline our children and called it building self-esteem. 
we abused power and called it political savvy. We have coveted our neighbor's possessions and called it ambition. We have polluted the airways with profanity and called it freedom of expression. We have ridiculed the time-honored values our forefathers and called it enlightenment. Too harsh, right? But the reality in which you and I live, maybe you and I take part sometimes. Because it is we who make the society, it is we who sometimes dare or don't dare. And then the last one, because we need to think about our own specialities, how the repentance comes, because for Jesus, everything goes around the word repentance. For God, without that repentance, nothing he could do for you. I promise you that. Even when you come for healing mass or when you ask for healing, when you ask for grace, without a step from you, God cannot touch you. Promise me that. I promise you that way because when Jesus comes, he knocks at your door. He knocks at your heart. And there is nothing outside that he can open. If only you could open from inside... Then he will come in. He wants to come in all the time. He never gives up on you and me. But then he waits for the first step from you. If there is no that first step, God cannot do anything. Forgive me for saying that. With all God's graciousness and all that. But that is God. He waits for you. He waits for me. For that step that we we just let him in and he will never leave us. He, will, he never gives up on us. That, be sure. I'm not telling that. But we need to open the door. And I would like to share with you a little memory of Mahatma Gandhi. Not because he is the father of Indian nation, because practically... Maybe 80 to 90 percent doesn't believe in his non-violence anymore. But still I would like to share with you the beautiful incident that he writes about his repentance. When he was 15, he stole a little piece of gold from his brother. A few days later he felt very guilty and decided to come clean by confessing to his father... So, he took a paper, wrote down his fault, sincerely asked his father for forgiveness and promised never to re repeat that offense. Taking the note to the bedroom of his father, Gandhi found him ill in bed. Very timidly, he handed the note to his father without saying a word. His father sat up in bed and began reading the note. As he read it, the senior Gandhi 
was so deeply moved by the honesty, sincerity and courage of his son that tears began to stream from his eyes. This so touched the son that he burst into tears as well. Instinctively, both father and son wrapped their arms around each other and wordlessly shared their mutual admiration and joy. This notable experience made such an impact on Gandhi that years later he would say, only the person who has experienced this kind of forgiving love can know what it is. And my brothers and sisters, that is what should happen to you and to me. You know your God. You know, and, and most of the time, whenever I sit for confession, when somebody comes with a paper, I always think of this incident. Of course, they don't want to... I, I tell them to destroy that immediately. Or in a funny way, I ask them, if you want, I can give you God's email, you can send it there. My friends, learn to have that kind of relationship with your father. That is the repentance that you and I could always have. And he waits for you and for me. But learn to have that relationship, learn to hug him, and learn, and there are no words. He never had a word. And most of the time we, we start preaching. More than the preaching, my brothers and sisters, the way that you deal, the way you show love and compassion that God has already exhibited, you and I, if we become that channel of his love and mercy to other people, there, that repentance, my brothers and sisters, what do you say? It bubbles and becomes a greater joy and that becomes the path of our whole life. And today, as we think of that great incidences and then somebody came and told me yesterday, as you try to go to the church with, with barefoot, try and explain with the first reading. I said, I don't need to. Why I'm saying that is yesterday when there was a little retreat given by Father, he, he, he really did well. Father Larry Searles from St. Raphael's, if any of you know, he preached for the Indian community and he was there six months maybe in 1980s in India. Though he doesn't know a single word, that is okay. But he knows what people wear, what people eat. So I, I asked him to do that for, for that community. So he, when we were in the sacristy, getting ready to go, he looked at me and said, Father Alapadi, as we are going closer to the altar, I love to follow the local traditions as your custom that you need to take off your, take off your shoe. He thought it is real custom. Take off, 
I will also take off my shoes, he said. Then I said, Father, you don't need to unless you feel it. Because except me, none of the Indian community removed their sandals or shoes. I told him that. So my brothers and sisters, it is the conviction of you. Though we reach God and we touch God and we feel God, it is not that what is surrounding you is more important, but how you feel with your father. Or you can say your mother. And today, my brothers and sisters, learn to live your feelings with him. Learn to have that great repentance and learn to be closer to him and never invent new things. As we invented already so many things, multiculturalism, that and this, and we bring a lot of other gods into our closer areas. No, our God is a jealous God. As much as he forgives you, that much he also condemns you and me for moving away from him. So let the repentance, that word, be always yours and learn to walk towards him all the time. Even if you don't have words, he's okay. Let your tears speak to him all the time, my friends. Confident in the Father's tender care for us, we offer him now the sacrifice of our prayers. For those preparing to enter the church at Easter, that they will remain faithful to the creed of the church all the days of their life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For an end to all war, and persecution, that God's peace will reign throughout the world, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That the life of every human person, from conception to natural death, will be cherished and protected in our laws, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our newly confirmed young people, that the grace that they have received will strengthen their faith all the days of their lives, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Today's Mass is being offered for Stephen Lyle. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who are sick or infirmed and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. Most merciful Father, you have manifested your love for us through Christ who died for us. Let us always remain faithful to that love. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.